Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky, and I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Tuesday, February 7th, and glad you're tuned in and listening today over the Light and Truth Radio Network. Glad to be able to send out these broadcasts. Well, I mentioned yesterday that we had made it to Sturgis Baptist Church for the Preacher's Fellowship meeting that they were hosting yesterday. And I met a preacher there that had found our station there in the Mayfield. He pastors in the Mayfield area, found our Mary station. And so we rejoice in that. And he said he was going to be checking us out and finding out more about us. So that is a real blessing. I was glad to meet him and hope to make contact and and be a blessing in that. Then also I had at least one individual that told me that he listens to these broadcasts each evening on his way home. And so I appreciate that. Appreciate those that maybe you're traveling and you're listening to this broadcast. That is a blessing to me. It's good to hear from you every now and then. If you would, keep us in your prayers. Pray that God would use these broadcasts. We don't want to just take up time. We want to be used of God. We want the Lord to maybe save some sinner or strengthen the saints. Most of all, for God to get glory through the broadcast. Before we go to the message today, I've got a good song here by a group called Joyful Noise. They're from Mount Airy, North Carolina. Joyful Noise singing a song entitled, But God. It's a scriptural song based on Ephesians chapter number two. And the first few verses tell us about how bad things are. The first three verses then verse four says, but God. And I believe this song will be a blessing to you. All right, it is time to look back in the scripture. Today we are continuing part two of a two-day sermon, which means that we will complete this message today dealing with the book of Proverbs chapter number two and verses 10 and 11. I'm preaching today on God's means of safety in an unsafe world here from Proverbs chapter number two. So I hope you'll stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live from the pulpit of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. Amen. Just remain standing, if you will, turn in your Bible to Proverbs chapter number 2. And uh, by the way, while you're turning there, let me mention this. Many of you know, and uh, I don't remember now if it was Brother Kirkman, I think it was, that mentioned the woman that they're trying to put in for uh, Supreme Court justice. They ask her, if she could define what a woman is. And by the way, she's there because she's a black woman. That's the whole reason she's there. That's what the president said. That's what he wanted was a black woman. But she's not sure what a woman is. She said she couldn't define that because she's not a biologist. Somebody said Adam woke up one morning with his rib missing and found a strange creature in the garden but he couldn't define what it was because God hadn't created a biologist yet. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, they already told that brother Philip and Miss Evelyn by the blood of their baby, that's going to be a boy. They didn't even have to ask him. Amen. Didn't leave it up to him. Amen. They already know by the blood, by the way, they can tell by the chromosomes in your body. Amen. That's right. Well, anyway, <laughs> that's right. Proverbs chapter 2. I don't have anything to do with my message. I just thought that was funny. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 10 and 11. These two verses, and I'll do my best. I don't think I'll be long tonight. I've got two points. That don't mean I'll be too quick, but I'll, I've got 
Two verses and two points. Verse number 10 of Proverbs chapter 2. When wisdom entereth into thine heart and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, discretion shall preserve thee, understanding shall keep thee. I want to think really about both these verses, but verse 11 says, discretion shall preserve thee. Look at that word preserve. And understanding shall keep thee. I want to preach tonight on God's means of safety. In an unsafe world. I don't think there'd be an argument to this statement. We're living in a dangerous world. Dangerous. I'm saying God's interested in putting a hedge around us. Now, how can that be? He gives us a two-step plan, if I could use it that way. Two things here. In verse number 10, he gives us the... Verse 11 tells us what will happen. Verse 10 tells us how it will or when it will. In verse number 10, first part, he says, When wisdom... Entereth into thine heart. The primary specific here in this verse is the entrance of wisdom into the heart. The psalmist said this in Psalm 119 verse 130. Popular verse, most people know it. The entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. You see, when the light of God's word shines in, it dispels the darkness that is in there. Amen. It drives away the darkness. The world of deception and lies is the world we live in. But our heart doesn't have to be that kind of a world. Amen. Amen. We can have the truth of God shine in our heart. And that will offer its preserving and protecting services. Now, by the way, that's another reason why we need to daily bathe our heart with the Word of God. Amen. Sanctify it, purify it. Jesus said in His prayer, that high priestly prayer, John 17, 17, Sanctify them through Thy truth. Thy Word is truth. Amen. I, I preach a lot about the fact you need to read your Bible daily. I talk about how we need to have a, a, a faithful prayer life. I talk about how we need to faithfully attend church. All those And you hear that over and over and over again. You wonder, why? Well, I'll tell you why. Because that will preserve you in this wicked world. The more light you let in, the more darkness will go away. Amen. Amen. We need these things because when we start letting those slip, when we start letting those wane, we get slack on reading our Bible. We get slack on our church attendance. We get slack in our prayer life. I tell you, we're headed for trouble. Amen. We're letting the hedge down. God tells us to keep our guard up. Amen. You know, we're living in a, I talk about living in a dangerous world. Brother Williams said to me on the first, that first Sunday that he was here, he said, I feel safe in this church with all these fellas carrying. He said, I saw several fellas carrying. I said, there was more carrying than you saw. Amen. That it made him feel safe because he knows how dangerous our world is. Well, we're living in a day when you better keep your guard up about things. Amen. You better be on the lookout. Better be careful. Keep your guard up. Now, let, let me put a note here about this. When I when I say that about read your Bible, pray, read your Bible, pray every day, be faithful, church, all that kind of stuff. You can just do that by rot. You can just do that routinely and not get the good out of it that you ought to get. 
Amen. When you read your Bible, you ought to look for Jesus. You ought to communicate with Jesus. When you're praying, you ought to talk to Jesus. When you come to church, you ought to worship Jesus. Amen. If you don't, by the way, He's our protector. He is our safety. He is our wisdom. When wisdom entereth into thine heart, that's when you'll be protected. Amen. That's when you'll be preserved. So it's a walk with Christ. It's living in Christ. It's Christ living in us. That's what makes our Bible reading, our prayer time, and our church attendance powerful things. Amen. Well, Jesus came to set us free from bondage. Amen. He came to set us free from the darkness and the evil to allow us to walk in the liberty of the light of God's words. I wrote some verses down. Jesus said in John twelve forty six, I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. Amen. First Peter 2, 9 and 10, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of Him who hath called you out of darkness into His marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Amen. Paul said in Colossians 1, verses 12 and 13, Giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, and hath translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son. Amen. So I'll say it this way, I believe it's right. Christ came into our heart to give us the opportunity to walk in light. All we had before was darkness. Now we got light. We have that opportunity. We also have that responsibility. It is our duty. Amen. It is our duty to walk in the light that God has given us. And by the way, it is our duty to gain light. Amen. You ought to know more now than you did when you got saved. You ought to know more about living holy now than you did when you got saved. Amen. You ought to know more about Christ. All those that ought to be gained. You do that by reading your Bible, by pray, faithful prayer and church attendance. All those, all those are right. Here's what the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 5 verses 8 through 11. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. He said, God brought you out of the darkness. Walk like that. Act like that. Do right. Amen. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Amen. Romans chapter 13, verses 12 through 14. The Bible says, The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in riding and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Amen. He said you got saved. God brought you out of the world. Don't go back to the world. Don't let the world come out of your heart. Get it get it out and, and get rid of it. And don't let it back in. Amen. Amen. So, we see that Jesus drives the darkness out of our heart. But there is a natural tendency for it to try to creep back in. Amen. Thus, I believe we have a responsibility to walk with the Lord consistently. On a day-by-day basis, keep the light bright, keep the darkness dispelled, amen. Now look back at Proverbs chapter 2 there in our original text. 
Notice the preservation from wickedness and danger is not only simply because of the entrance of wisdom, but look at this second point in verse 10. And knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul. When wisdom entereth into thine heart and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul. This is an important step. Not just that light has come to us, but that we love that light. Amen. That we cling to that light. Amen. These two strands need to be wound together. They need to be tied together and twisted together to make a twofold cord that will strengthen us. The strand that light has come and then we love that light. Amen. Amen. It'll keep us safe as we travel amongst this world of troubles and trials. Now notice, I believe it is essential that we love and appreciate the knowledge that God gives us. The knowledge, what knowledge are you talking about? The same knowledge Peter talked about. The knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. It is essential, I'll say that again, that we love and appreciate the light that has come to us. Several different ones said in their testimony, thank God for bringing them to this church. Others, you might say, thank God for bringing me to Christ. Thank God for bringing me to the truth. Thank God for bringing me to the Bible. Thank God for bringing me to the King James Bible. Whatever. Thank God we need to love and appreciate the knowledge that God has given us. Amen. Knowing Christ. Reading His Word. Comparing Scripture with Scripture. Communicating with Him in prayer. And worshiping in the house of God. Amen. All of that strengthens us and we ought to thank God for it. I could say it this way and I think it's right. It ought not be that we have to read our Bible. Or that we have to pray. Or that we have to go to church. It ought to be that we enjoy reading our Bible. And we enjoy prayer time. And we enjoy going to the house of God. Amen. We ought to appreciate these things. Amen. We must love Christ and love His knowledge which He imparts to us in our daily walk with Him. Now, I'm talking about this love. Some people are motivated by fear. 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 The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. In other words, that gets you started. Amen. It gets you started. But really, fear is not the best motivator. Love's the best motivator. Amen. Your children may obey you because they fear you. Be better if they love you and they obey you because they love you. Now, amen. until they get there, fear <laughs> needs to be instilled. Amen. Understand that. Amen. Understand that. But we ought to love Christ. I talk about this people being motivated by fear. They fear the judgment. Therefore, they dread doing anything wrong. Fear like that is a powerful motivator. But the motivation is from the negative side. For example, they fear and dread getting caught doing evil. They fear and dread the consequences of doing evil. They fear and dread the judgment of doing evil. Therefore, they shy away from the evil. But that doesn't mean that they don't still love and would love to have an opportunity to not get caught and do the evil. By the way, that's where Satan comes in a lot of times. Satan tells you, you know, everybody else got caught, but you won't get caught. You can get by with this. Nobody's going to know. Amen. I, I guarantee you that's what he told Eve when she took that apple. He said, nobody, no, there ain't nobody here to see it. But God knew. Amen. 
And he does know. He does know. Well, this thing about this, this fear might cause you to shy away from the evil, but it doesn't cause us to long to walk in the light, to love walking in the light. Well, to ask God to help us love what God loves. Amen. Hate what God hates. Amen. I believe love for Christ enables us to want His best. Amen. We want what He wants. We want what is pleasant to Him to be pleasant to our soul. Amen. We not only fear and dread judgment, but we actually love our Lord and Savior. Then we're equipped and prone to serve Him with all of our heart. Serve Him with joy. Serve Him with gladness rather than simply doing our duty. Amen. Now, I got this note here. We, we've all witnessed people doing their duties out of requirement and duty, but not out of love. It's not pleasant to them. By the way, Joshua said that when he worked for Chick-fil-A, they taught them not, you know, when you say thank you, they don't say you're welcome. They say my pleasure. Because they teach them to get pleasure from helping somebody. That's good. We ought to. It ought to be my pleasure. It's my pleasure to serve God. I don't have to serve God. It's my pleasure to go to the house of God. It's my pleasure to do something for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. These duties that they do out of requirement are done at the bare minimum. Just enough to say that it's been done properly. (laughs) Without any extra detail, without any extra effort or any attention to detail. Why is that? Usually it's because they're afraid of not doing it right. They want to do it right because they're afraid not to, but they don't love what they're doing. It's not done for, uh, listen, by the way, the work we do, whatever work you do, you ought to, you ought to love and get some satisfaction out of doing a job well done. Amen. Amen. Well, there's a vast difference between these two motivations, the motivation of love and the motivation of fear. Vast difference in the quality of the work that's done and a vast difference of the emotional and psychological and spiritual benefit. To the one doing the work. Amen. That, that, by the way, that's why sometimes people can, they can teach a Sunday school class and not get any benefit out of it. They can preach and not get any benefit out of it because they're not doing it out of pleasure to the Lord and they don't love serving God in that capacity. Lord help us. Amen. He said here in verse number 10, this is when it will happen. When wisdom entereth into thine heart and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul. When we see the light and we cling to the light, we love the light, that's when God is pleased and will be helped. Amen. When we serve God primarily out of fear of judgment, we leave the door open to temptation. But when we serve God out of love and devotion, we bar the door shut. To temptation. Amen. Now, by the way, that does not mean that we cannot sin. That does not mean that a person that loves God cannot fall, but it means that fall is much more unlikely than those that are not in love. God teaches us that we ought to obey Him, but He also teaches us that we ought to love Him. Here's what Jesus said, Matthew 23, 37. 
He said, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. He didn't just say obey. He said love him. Jesus placed love for God as the prime command. Amen. The great command. It is first in importance. Loving God. By the way, here's how the Old Testament said it. Deuteronomy 6, 3. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. Deuteronomy 10, 11, or 10, 12. And now Israel, what doth the Lord thy God require of thee but to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, and to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul. Amen. He's telling us we ought to love God with everything in us. We, we ought to fear Him, but we ought to love Him. Amen. I believe that one of the first works of the Holy Spirit when He moves into the heart of a sinner is to make them aware of God's holiness. Amen. Make us aware of God's holiness. He strikes fear in our heart when we realize how holy God is and how lacking in holiness we are. That's the first work of the Holy Spirit. But when they get saved by the grace of God, he, that, by the way, that is the initial work in the heart of the sinner, and that work is not complete until it's turned from fear to love to cause us to want to come to Him, not to run from Him. Amen. When it's caused us to want to approach unto God, amen, allow the, the, the love of God to be shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Let's stand to our feet as they come with a song. Let's examine ourselves. Let's ask God, do I serve you out of dread? Do I serve you out of fear? Or do I really love you? Amen. And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepherd saying good day and God bless you.